0: Welcome to extraterrestrial reality. The uh, Department of Defense has reorganized its UAP study uh, efforts again, uh, as as you might, might remember uh, last uh, in twenty twenty one they uh, they created the Airborne Object Identification and Management Group or OMSG, right? And now uh, they changed the name and, and changed the uh, changed things up a little bit, and now it's going to be called. Uh, the uh, All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, or ARROW. Uh, Anyway, there was a press release that came out yesterday, and it's very interesting. Um, There's a lot of people out there who were talking about this today uh, because it's actually basically an acknowledgement for probably the first time from the Department of Defense uh, that it's not just uh UFOs or UAP it's there's submerged objects there's objects in space that are unidentified and transmedium objects which are objects that could you know go in and out of you know f- fly into water and then or fly out of water so uh they changed things up here and it's uh, I guess maybe uh if you you'd like to call it maybe another step closer to uh disclosure maybe uh in some circles people might view it that way uh, I'm just going to read some of this uh, press release that was that came out yesterday from the Department of Defense. It says on J- July 15th, 2022, Deputy Deputy Secretary of Defense Kathleen Hicks in coordination with the Director of National Intelligence amended her original direction to the Under Secretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security by renaming and expanding the scope of the Airborne Object Identification and Management Group, AOMSIG, which back by, by the way was a very, you know, very ugly tough acronym to the all domain anomaly resolution office or arrow and well, that's that's a lot easier oh, arrow i like that due to the enactment of the national of the national defense authorization act for fiscal year 2022 which included a provision to establish an office in coordination with dni with responsibilities that were broader than those originally assigned to the omsg today uh Honorable Ronald Moultrie informed the Department of the Establishment of Arrow within the Office of the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security and named Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, most recently the Chief Scientist at the Defense Intelligence Agency's Missile and Space Intelligence Intelligence Center as the Director of Arrow. The mission of Arrow will be to synchronize efforts across the Department of Defense, and with other United States federal departments and agencies to detect, identify, and attribute objects of interest in, on, or near military installations, operating areas, training areas, special use airspace, and other areas of interest, and, as necessary, to mitigate any associated threats to safety of operations and national security. This includes anomalous, unidentified space, airborne submerged and transmedium objects that's pretty big you know i think that's pretty big uh you know actually you hear this coming from the department of defense they're basically acknowledging out there that uh you know it's not just flying objects it's submerged objects and transmedium objects and also space space objects unidentified space objects and okay and we know, I, I'll just say this here, we know that some of these objects, you know, they could be, you know, that some of these things, right, could be uh, from a foreign government, right, could be some uh, devices that are, have been developed by foreign governments, but not transmedium objects like that, that, that people have seen. These, these things have been around a long time. These transmedium objects, these submerged objects. I don't know what. I mean. I'm, no, I'm not really sure what the difference is, is because I'm not sure. You know, if, if if something could fly in and out of water, then that would be considered a transmedium object, not a submerged object. So I guess you if, if, if you would identify a submerged uh, unidentified object as submerged if you only see it on in the, in the water. I guess. I, I guess maybe sometimes. Uh, I, I'm I'm imagining that maybe some uh, navy vessels or uh, submarines come in contact with objects that are under underwater that they can't explain uh, that do things that other underwater objects would be unable to do I, i'm assuming that's what this means and that's what that covers and then of course there's the transmedium objects which by the way have have been observed for 75 years now this is transmedium objects have people have seen these particularly in the military since uh 1947 uh you know, in in 1947, there were lots of reports, and and uh, where where flyers were, you know, stationed in the North Pole, flying around, right? And they would see stuff flying in and out of out of out of the ocean. They saw they would see things sitting on the ice packs up there, right? Right, and, and and you know, at that time, we didn't even have jets yet, and these so these things have been, have been seen. All the way back since 1947. But now, after all these years, they're actually acknowledging, yes, there's transmedium objects. It took 75 years, but here we are, folks. 75 years later, uh, the United States government is basically acknowledging the fact that there are transmedium objects. And although there have been reports, like I said, dating back all the way to 1947. Uh, let me continue here. Then it says the Arrow Executive Council, led by Under Secretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security Ronald Moultrie, will provide oversight and direction to the Arrow along these primary lines of effort one, surveillance, collection, and reporting, two, system capabilities and design, three, intelligence operations and analysis, four, mitigation and defeat, five, governance, six, science and technology. Now I'll leave the link here uh, so you can check it out yourself. And there's some other um, uh, press releases that you could click on too and read uh, with a little bit more information. But I guess the bottom line is to me to see that they're basically acknowledging, uh, <laughs> you know, that these things aren't just flying around or, or, or at the atmosphere here. They're they're coming in from space. They're 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 hanging inside the ocean. They're flying in and out of the ocean. They could do those kind of things. I mean, come on, we don't have that technology, right? Uh, maybe we have something that's uh, maybe we have something, right? But we don't have the kind of technology that's that's been described back like back in 1947. Things that could easily go in and out of water, like 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 people have reported. Um, but you know what's interesting is you know I was thinking about this. You know th- this this is a long line of different. Unclassified, uh, unclassified uh, uh, investigation, uh, parts of the unclassified uh, uh, efforts to research UFOs. You know, over the years, this is just a, yet another one on the long line. Actually, as a lot of you know, back in 1948 there was Project Sign. Um, in 49 there was Project Grudge. In uh, from 1952 to 1969 there was Project Blue Book, Uh, and then uh, there was the Advanced Aerospace Weapon Systems Application Program, as we now know, called OSWAP, which was established in 2007 and then had its name name changed uh, to the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or ATIP. And that went from 2007 to uh, 2012. And then in 2020, there was the uh, 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 the Naval Intelligence established the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, or UAPTF. And then that got absorbed into the OMSG, right, in 2021. And now OMSG has become Arrow in 2022. So they've been investigating these things uh for many, many years under, under different names. Now, the first three, Sign, Grudge, and Blue Book, th- that involved uh, that, the, di- the difference between those and these other ones, these other unclassified investigations, is that those first three, the citizens reported a lot of these things too. It wasn't just reports from military personnel, you know, because that's what these, these latest ones are basically, uh, you know, it's just military personnel reports and then they take it from there to study this. Okay. Now, but if you go back to, you know, Project Blue Book, I mean, uh, back in 1969, when they shut, when when Blue Book shut, closed its doors, you know, shut down, right? uh, They came to these conclusions, and this is this is really funny, considering what's going on right now, all these years later. Okay. Number one, no UFO reported, investigated, and evaluated by the Air Force was ever an indication of threat to our national security. Two. There was no evidence submitted to or discovered by the Air Force that sightings categorized and unidentified represented technological developments or principles beyond the range of modern scientific knowledge. And three... There was no evidence indicating that sightings categorized as unidentified were extraterrestrial vehicles. I I have to beg to differ on that. I mean, there were a lot of different things that uh, Blue Book looked into, particularly in 1964 Lonnie Zamora incident. I mean, what else could it have that have been? I mean, the guy saw this egg-shaped craft landed, and there was these humanoid beings with with feet like you know three inches long. I mean, come on. They, I mean, wh- 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 who, 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 who had to be extraterrestrial? What else could it have been? And, and they know it was. You know, and of course. Course, there was all kinds of other things that they investigated they never uh and, and there's and they said in 1969 when they shut down that there was no uh nothing could be ever n- nothing was ever shown to be extraterrestrial well and then uh, underneath all this underneath project sign underneath project grudge underneath project blue book and all these other things there's 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 majestic 12 which was established in 47. I don't know if it's still called that today or maybe it went through several name chains over the, over the decades, but maybe it's still called MJ-12. Who knows, right? But let's, for the sake of argument, we'll still continue with Majestic-12. Th- that group knows. That people in that uh, uh, secret group no, top secret, above top secret. They know that it is extraterrestrial for a fact. All these other things, uh Project Blue Book, Grudge, and Sign—they they were basically put together to assuage concerns of the public. You know, to say to, to come back and say, "Oh no, that's nothing. Don't worry about it." It's either you, it was either something was misidentified, or uh, it was a hoax, or uh, the person who saw it's a crackpot, or the person who saw it was was drunk out of his gourd. You know, that's that's basically what so and then it would explain just about everything and uh, you know, provide a prosaic explanation for all the all the UFO sightings. But here we are all these years later, it's just so funny to think that Project Blue Book was saying that there was no threat to our national security when they closed in nineteen sixty nine. But yet here we are, over fifty years later, and they're still trying to determine whether these things are a threat. Then think about that for a minute. Think about that for a minute. They they closed the book in nineteen sixty nine. Now Uh, apparently there were some other classified studies going on in the military, uh, that weren't as secret as Majestic 12, you know, that looked at this kind of stuff, I guess, to assuage the concerns of military personnel. Um, but I'm not, you know, I mean, between the closing of blue book and, and some of these newer, uh, more recent, uh, efforts that basically focused on military sightings, you know, uh. So there there had to be other ones, you know, to assuage the concerns of, of people in the military that were still seeing these things, you know, even though the uh, Blue Book uh, determined that, ah, oh, there's no threat to national security and, and whatnot. But here we are still, like I said, you know, in 1969 and Dece- when this closed down, Blue Book closed down in December of 1969. I-, I was a one-year-old kid sitting in a playpen, you know, going goo goo gaga right here we are now i'm a 53 year old fossil and they're still saying the same stuff they're still trying to determine that you know they're trying to determine whether these things are 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 a threat to national security or not that's over 50 years later when they said over 50 years ago that there is no threat to national security see all of this all of this stuff is to keep the public calm down and don't you know don't don't worry about there's nothing to it we're taking care of we're looking into it uh we're going to identify it it's just you know like uh somebody said recently it's like a dog and pony show you know it's like look at the shiny object over here right don't worry about it nothing to see here we're looking into it we'll make a determination you know come on come on you know this is going on too long now it's just ridiculous but you know i'm 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 glad at least it seems like they're coming uh they're coming around a little bit, it seems right. The the, the fact that they're admitting that uh, to the, 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 they're acknowledging, okay, there's transmedium objects out there. There's, there's objects, unidentified space objects out there. There's, there's unidentified submerged objects out there. We're going to look into them and we're going to try to figure out what they are. And meanwhile, right. A lot. And I know a lot of these people, right. That are, that are in the military that are, a lot of these people probably have no idea what, majestic 12 knows like some of them might know of the existence of majestic 12 right they can't say that right if they even if they do know they might not even know that but they know that there's something and that's something there's that that, again the group that's involved in that it's, it's above top secret that's been studying this thing since 1947 secretly right and you know and they're not coming public for whatever reason right you know take your pick right why 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 they're keeping this secret um you know could be for any who knows we talk about that all the time i mean the absolute uh, number one reason for keeping this quiet right who knows panic uh intentions you know of the visitors military perp reasons i mean that could be it i mean who knows but again you know they're keeping this quiet but you know what's interesting is that you know project sign the, the original uh unclassified uh study into this the uh, the unclassified uh uh, that was you know not didn't have the information like mj-12 did that that's you know what's interesting about that is that that came to a conclusion right that project sign came to the conclusion that in fact uh it it was extraterrestrial we're going to take a break and we'll talk about that when we come back Okay, we're back. Yes, you see, in in 1948, uh, what some UFO researchers like to uh, refer to as the Holy Grail of ufology is something called the Estimate of the Situation, which the you know uh, the uh, this project signed this first uh, unclassified investigation into uh, UFOs in 1948. It concluded that these things are interplanetary. Now I'm going to read through some article here. It's, uh, I'll leave the link here for it. It's uh, militaryhistoryfandom.com, and it's about the estimate of the situation. And uh, it states the estimate of the situation was a document supposedly written in 1948 by the personnel of U- of United States Air Force or Air Force's project sign, including the project's director, Captain Robert R. Schneider, which explained their reasons for concluding that the extraterrestrial hypothesis was the best explanation for unidentified flying objects. Now, let me just stop there for a minute. Uh, it says... It's, it's, this article's a little bit, uh, I, I can't agree with this. It says supposedly written. We, we actually know that it was written because uh, the first head of Project Blue Book, uh, Air Force Captain Edward Ruppelt, actually wrote, uh, published a book in 1956, and he stated in that book that he actually saw the estimate of the situation. But anyway, let's continue with the article. Uh, as late as 1960, United States Air Force personnel claimed that the document never existed. However, several Air Force officers and one consultant described the report as being a real document that was suppressed. Jenny Randalls and Peter Howe described the estimate as the holy grail of ufology and note that Freedom of Information Act requests for the document have been fruitless. Project sign was established in late 1947 and was charged with investigating flying saucer reports in line with orders from high ranking air force officers. Signs personnel operated on the principle that the sh- subject should be taken seriously on the grounds that UFOs may represent gen- genuine, aircraft whose origins are mysterious and possibly threatening to United States security. And then it talks about the, the Chilliswitted witted encounter. Though those sign-investigated earlier UFO reports, historian David M. Jacobs writes that the highly publicized Chilis-Witted UFO encounter of July 24, 1948 had a great impact, that sign. In that encounter, two experienced airline pilots claimed a torpedo-shaped object nearly collided with their commercial airplane. Sign personnel judged the report convincing and compelling, partly because the alleged object also closely matched the, the description of an independent sighting from The Hague a few days earlier. According to Michael D. Swords, signed personnel intensely investigated the Chilis-Wittitt sighting for several months. Despite the lack of physical evidence, some signed personnel judged this and other UFO reports quite persuasive and concluded that UFOs could have only a non-earthly source. Swords writes, The project members reasoned that they had several dozen aerial observations that they could not explain, many of them by military pilots and scientists. The objects seemed to act like real technology, but their sources said they were not ours. The flying fuselage encounter of uh, the Chillis Witted uh, encounter intrigued them. The Prantle theory of lift indicated that such an odd shape can fly, but it would need some form of power plant advanced well beyond what we could build. Given that there was no evidence that either the United States or the USSR had anything remotely like the UFOs reported, Sign personnel gradually began considering extraterrestrial origins for the objects. Swords argues that the consideration of non-earthly origin was not as incredible in intelligence circles as one might think, because many in the military war pilots, engineers, and technical people, They had a can-do attitude and tended to regard unavailable technologies not as impossibilities but as challenges to be overcome. Rather than dismissing UFO reports out of hand, they considered how such objects might function. This perspective, argues Swords, contrasted markedly with many scientists' characterizations of such concepts as impossible, unthinkable, or absurd." According to Swords, the estimate was probably completed in September 1948. The estimate also argued that UFO reports might closely coincide with the approach of the planets Mercury, Venus, or Mars to Earth, that the UFOs might be using the planets as launching bases, and predicted a wave of UFO reports in mid-October. In late September or early October 1948, the the estimate was approved by Colonels William Klingerman and Howard McCoy, Schneider's superiors, who then submitted it to the office of General Charles Cabell, the Chief of Air Force Intelligence. According to Swords, the Pentagon went into an uproar over the estimate, which generated intense debate. Cabell was newly appointed and found himself in charge of a split house, somewhere were sympathetic and intrigued, if not entirely convinced of the estimate's accuracy, while others rejected the very idea of interplanetary saucers and impos- as impossible. Unsure of how to proceed, Cabell eventually submitted the estimate to his superior, General Hoyt Vandenberg, Chief of Staff of the United States Air Force. According to Rupelt, the estimate was rejected by Vandenberg primarily due to lack of supporting physical evidence and was batted back down the chain of command. Now, let me just stop there for a minute. So... Now, you have to understand, okay, 1948, now Majestic 12 is operating behind the scenes. They know that this is already extraterrestrial. So meanwhile, for the sake of the public, the, the Air Force has to put on this dog and pony show to make it seem like they're investigating UFOs. But they're not permitted. This is what's going on here. They were not permitted. A lot of them didn't realize this, but the the fact of the matter is, they were not permitted to come out with the extraterrestrial hypothesis. Hence, that's why the, when it got to the top, Vandenberg said, "No way, no way, go go no, no go away." Okay, and a letter date. I'm going to continue here. In a letter dated November 3rd, 1948, Cabell wrote to Sign via McCoy, describing flying saucers as real, but rejecting the interplanetary hy- hypothesis and asking for another estimate. So basically, he's saying, I don't. I, uh, uh, you have to come up with a different excuse because that's. I. I I just. You know. We can't. We can't go with that one. Anyway, here's what he said. It says the conclusion appears inescapable that some type of flying objects has been observed. Identification and the origin of these objects is not discernible to this headquarters. It is imperative, therefore, that efforts to determine whether these objects are of domestic or foreign origin must be increased until conclusive evidence is obtained. The needs of national defense require such evidence in order that appropriate countermeasures be taken. And isn't that interesting? Now, this is what, you know, uh, You know, <laughs> he's saying, Cabell's actually saying here that they, the, the objects are of domestic or foreign. He doesn't mention extraterrestrial at all. He, so he's basically telling them, you got to come up with something foreign or domestic. That's that's what it is. We're, we're telling you, okay? We're telling you what you got to come up with. Okay, McCoy responded in a somewhat... Defensive letter dated November 8, 1948, he noted that many of the UFO reports were misidentified everyday phenomena, see, identified flying object, but also restated the rejected ideas of the estimate, which, without explicitly endorsing the interplanetary hypothesis, as Swords writes, just Uh, Project Sign just had their knuckles wrapped, so they defended themselves, McCoy wrote. There remains a certain number of reports for which no reasonable everyday explanation is available. So far, no physical evidence of the existence of the unidentified sightings has been obtained. The possibility that the reported objects are vehicles from another planet has not been ignored. However, tangible evidence to support conclusions about such a possibility are completely lacking." And then the aftermath of all of this was when sign personnel refused to abandon the interplanetary hypothesis many were reassigned and sign was re- renamed project grudge in 1949 so think about that so the air force was so upset with these people who were did the study the estimate of the situation that uh, they, they disbanded project sign and they come out with a new new program called the project grudge because they didn't want they didn't like the uh, they don't want that interplanetary uh, hypothesis theory getting thrown around Anyway, continuing, according to Rupelt, the estimate died a quick death. Some months later, it was completely declassified and relegated to the incinerator. A few copies, one of which I saw, were kept as mementos of the golden days of U- of the UFOs. The first public report of the estimate was in Captain Edward Ruppelt's 1956 book, The Report on Unidentified Flying Objects. He wrote, in intelligence, if you have something to say about some vital problem, you write a report that is known as an estimate of the situation. A few days after the DC 3 was buzzed, the Chillis it UFO report. Uh, The people in the Air Force decided that the time had arrived to make the estimate of of the situation. The situation was the UFOs. The estimate was that they were interplanetary. It was a rather thick document with a black cover, and it was printed on legal-sized paper. Stamped across the front were the words, Top Secret. It contained the Air Force's analysis of... Many of the UFO incidents I have told you about, plus many similar ones, all of them had come from scientists, pilots, and other equally credible observers, and each one was an unknown. When the estimate was completed, typed, and approved, it started up through channels to higher command echelons. It drew considerable comment, but no one stopped it on its way up. Clark notes, Clark notes that no copies of this near-legendary document have surfaced since. Now, what's interesting is that the Air Force uh, denies this, right? They, they deny the existence of, of uh, the estimate of the situation. But I don't see how they possibly could deny it. I mean, Captain Ruhlpelt, right? He was ca- an Air Force captain, and he his book, the Air Force went through his book and, and cleared it in 1956. But, you know, in following years, the Air Force, you know, oh, no, 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 that never existed. Next question. Anyway, here we will continue with this little article here denial of existence rupelt's 1956 book which first publicly disclosed the estimate was cleared, cleared by the air force clark writes that as late as 1960 air force officials denied that the estimate was real despite the fact that censors had approved rupelt's book a few years before according to clark the united states air force later formally admitted the estimate was real but clark's bibliography does not make clear what statement or document confirmed the estimate's reality Additionally, according to Clark, the estimate's existence was confirmed by U.S. Air Force Major Dewey Fournette, who, as an Air Force major in the Pentagon, served as liaison with official UFO project project headquartered at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton, Ohio. Fournette has been de- has been described as being unimpressed with the estimate and was furthermore quoted as, as, descri- as describing the ET conclusion as an extreme extrapolation based on scant evidence. An Air Force consultant astronomer dr alan hynek also verify the est- estimates existence so there you go uh and there's more to this if you want to check it out uh there was there, there, uh, but the, i guess the fact of the matter is is that at one point uh you know <laughs> throughout all these all the years of investigating ufos the the unclassified uh uh efforts that are known to the public right uh we're still doing the same thing as we did before and when and when in fact project Sign, the original the very first one right came to the conclusion that these things are interplanetary I mean you know you know it's like what else is it right nobody else in nineteen forty seven nineteen forty eight was had things like this it's impossible we we were just barely. About to start flying around in jets, you know the military is just about to you know that we're 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 just in that phase there, just starting off with the jets, I mean and then we're gonna you know what else could it have been what else is it We have visitors here folks, extraterrestrial visitors, and for whatever reason the people in the military uh feel that it's important to uh Basically, assage us and tell us uh, we don't know what it is yet. We don't know what it is yet. Seventy-five years of we don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. You know, and then every now and then they'll close. They'll close down and report out. Oh, we didn't find anything. There's no no threats to national security. But yet here we are in this day and age, right now. There's yet another another program out there to arrow now. The study to try to determine what these objects are and if they're a threat to national security. We're, we're still talking about are these a threat to national security or not. We're still talking about it 75 years later. That's because they, that's all they're allowed to do. That's all the, you know, the, 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 it's only the, the surface, the, the surface of the, of the military-industrial conflicts, only the surface is allowed to tell us that, that much. It's the inner part, that inner, that inner secret group, MJ-12 or whatever it's called, right? They know more and they're not sharing it. They're not sharing it. But I, I don't know, again, I do feel sometimes that what we're seeing right now is, is, is a slow disclosure. But then again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe this is just a repeat, a rinse and repeat of what happened during the 1950s, the 40s and then the 50s, and then the 60s. Okay, maybe it's just that's what it is, or it's just okay. Let's let's go back to the old uh, playbook, and we'll just you know we'll play the public like they did back then, and you know, you no, know, the 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 mainstream press won't ask questions. They won't they won't go back to 1969 like I just did, right? They're not going to go back to, 19, to 1969 to see what the conclusions of Blue Book were. That uh, there's no there's no threat to national defense. We've never found any evidence of that, even though there was plenty of evidence, plenty of evidence. There was close calls all the time. There were some planes that went down. There were things that happened. The mainstream press—they don't do their job on this. They—they just—they put their heads in the sand because they think it's silly, you know. And, and you know what? You know the military have done a great job. They really have uh, of really stigmatizing this thing. I know it seems like they are trying to destigmatize it now, but they have done a great job all the way back as as late as the as early as the early uh, the late forties. They've been doing this, right? Yeah, it's crackpots and all. I mean, I just think about that time in nineteen ninety four. Uh, August of nineteen ninety four, when me and my buddy were up you know, fishing, night fishing and this that object showed up and we were scared, we got out of there, right? And then later on, you know, when after it was all said and done, the first thing he said was, I'm, I said to him, I said, That was a UFO and he's there, I'm not telling anybody, I'm not saying anything. That was his first instinct and you know why that would be the first instinct of a lot of people because they would be afraid to say anything because the, the way this has all been presented to the public by the military over the years. Uh, it makes it look like you're a crazy nut or a drunk or a, you know, who knows, who knows what's wrong with you, a liar. You know, if you, if you tell anybody that you saw a UFO, they've done a great job with that. But Hey, at least, like I said earlier, you know, with regard to the, uh, uh, this new office at least they're they're acknowledging there's transmedium objects there's space objects and there's submerged submerged objects so at least that's uh we're getting somewhere maybe i don't know who knows who knows what game we're, we're 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 part of right now i'm not sure i just like to get some answers here already instead of this 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 show game that we're playing that's 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 you know that's what that's all i want i just want some answers